I've got an itch I can't scratch. I'm missing a piece that completes a whole part of me. An open wound start to see. Everybody come here, gather round. Welcome to the freak show, the best in town. What the hell's wrong with me? I don't get along with anybody, honestly. I've been living in my own head constantly. Thoughts jumbled round. Think I need a new lobotomy. Wait. All these thoughts are too negative. I don't want to get lost in the sedative. Gotta show them what I got. I'm competitive. You know I'm about to go off. I won't let them win. I'll take a stab. I want to chase a bag. I want to way. I can change all the things I lack. I gotta face the facts. I gotta taste and that. Got me obsessed with the rest. I got an itch to scratch. What's up, guys? How are you? It's Johnny. Hello. Hello. Testing. Check. One, two, three, guys. I put the microphone a little closer. I've been trying some different things and looking up different ways to get better audio quality because I feel like we're we're about nailing the video quality here, but uh, audio obviously has been, you know, because of the echo and just the dynamics of how I live and where I live, everything like that. But hopefully this gives you a better voice quality, a better I mean, I know I sound fantastic, guys. This voice is super sexy, I'm sure. But anywho, how is everybody? What's going on, guys? Hit like on your way in. Let's talk about the rat race. Welcome, boys. <clears throat> Welcome. Who's in here? Damn, we got heavy hitters in here early. Rusty Rivers in the building. Raw, what's up, sir? Planting Freedom. Got some gentlemen in here, guys. Got some uh, entrepreneurs in here. Thanks for seizing. Hey, thank you guys. I appreciate all the love. Zach Taylor, what's up? Yeah, man, that black rifle. Uh, is that the hot high octane? I have really have no idea. But this espresso dude with the cream, this is not sponsored. I'm a coffee snob, I guess you'd say. I like coffee. I like good coffees. I usually get the La Colombe. Y'all know that probably already. But this this one is good. Wally World had this one. They're like 250, maybe 260 which is reasonable for a canned cold coffee, but with like, just remember if you shake it up, <clears throat> let it uh, sit for a while before you, don't shake the La Colombes at all. But if you shake this one up, let it sit for a few minutes before you open it so it calms down a little bit. 
Anyways, what's up, guys? The rat race, clever fish, good to see you. Ross says, check. Echo is gone. Uh, see, this is what I'm working on. I've been reading up on some stuff, and I've got the back of the mic facing the TV instead of the wall, which is where it was before. And then <clears throat> I'm closer to the mic, so hopefully it catches more of my voice, and which allows the mic, I guess, to hypothetically isolate the other things out. I don't know how all this shit works sound-wise, but. Yeah. Anywho, good to see everybody. Welcome to the show. Guys, the rat race. What is the rat race? The chase for the modern right now. And the reason I do this story is because I want men to understand you can't really be happy in the rat race. It's not designed for you as a man. I understand. Listen to me, guys. You have to think out of the box. I'm going to tell you how to do that in this video. We're going to look at a bunch of different things, a bunch of ways I think things can help you also learn to do this yourself, even in small ways and work it into a full-time gig. But let's <clears throat> explore the rat race, guys. The going to work, the chasing the dollar the exact same way, expecting the same results from previous generations of people. Remember those previous generations of people, your parents, my parents, all of these other people, Typically, in the end, for a lot of them, uh, especially more recently, things aren't ending up as well as they should be. People aren't as happy as they should be, guys. People used to have a higher level of satisfaction with everyday life. They used to be happier just by default. And I think a lot of that is because we've been chasing something that isn't quite attainable. You see... It's out there. It's possible. It's likely if you apply yourself, but you might just earn enough to keep you in a kind of place. But as a man, you're going to find true happiness when you just get outside this pattern of living your life the same way as so many other men have tried to. It's going to be uncomfortable at first, but exciting because it is an adventure. But what I mean by that is going to your standard nine to five job. Going and doing the same thing every day for just enough money to just make it through the week is never going to lead you to anywhere but just living just enough to get to the end of the week where you just quite haven't paid off the house. You just quite owe a little bit more. You just owe the credit card company a little more. You just owe a little bit more here. You're paying down things. You're getting things paid down. You owe a little bit here. You have an emergency. Something comes up. You owe a little extra here. You quite pay it down. You quite make it nine to five. Nine to five, nine to five, the rat race. Your woman's pushing you. Get a little bit more money. Get a little bit more money. I'll love you a little bit more. I'll care about you a little bit more. Things are going to be a little better. Just get out there. Get a little bit more money. We'd only have so much time. Guys, you can make a little bit more money. Why do we do these videos why do I tell you guys the freedom paradox is that true freedom doesn't come from living the way society tells you to. It's going to come from earning money in a different kind of way so that you can increase your earning potential. Because if you do it on a nine to five, a 40 hour work week, you're going to get 40 hour work week results. And that typically is a day to day living just barely <clears throat> for most people or most people. There are some people with fancy degrees that cost them an arm and a leg to get doctors, lawyers, et cetera, et cetera. Let, that's a different story in a different video. We're talking about you, the average people, the average men. But the average man can become quite successful as an entrepreneur should he desire to start looking into ways 
to better spend his time, things that give a better ROI, return on investment. I see there's 12 people in here right now. A couple of likes. Thank you guys so much. I didn't expect a big turnout on this video because this one's not about hoes. This one's about men bettering themselves financially. And most men aren't ready to have this conversation. Most little boys are still in the mode of life where they're like, well, yeah, we could talk about this. I'm going to tell you guys in this video, like how you can start living for yourself, start starting your own little thing to make money for your, I'm going to show you an easy path. I've got a website for you and everything. I'm not affiliated with them. It's just where you can find remote work online. Literate, not no filling out forms, no questionnaires, no, but literal jobs. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you, this isn't as hard as people make it out to, but you have to, you have to think out of the box a little bit, but I'll get there in a minute. Welcome to the 12 of you that showed up for the rat race special, guys. Why do we chase money? Because we want to survive. We want things in our lives. We want to be able to afford some things. And we think if all of us just hope and pray and dream and we all just have enough positivity and cat posters in our office and in our cubicle, eventually we'll get to the end. We'll get to the money. We'll get to where happiness is. We'll get to the finish line. We'll get to where we can retire. We'll get to where the house is paid off. We'll get to where our health is perfect. And nope, time runs out. We hit the wall as men financially one day. Searching for the happiness monetarily, searching to make a woman happy, searching to find yourself as a man, searching to exist. And what is the meaning of life? Is this it? Is this what it's all about? The rat race, chasing money, hoping to have enough to one day maybe be happy. This is why so many men suffer from depression is because most men don't realize they're looking for something bigger than this. They're looking for something more than chasing the standard living. Most men are hun hungering for more. This isn't me. Um, <clears throat> telling you something you shouldn't know. You, likely, if you're even watching this particular video, you know this is a money talk, that you know that I'm challenging you to look for happiness through bettering yourself. Most men aren't watching this because it, we're not talking hoes. They're not ready for this conversation. If you are ready for this conversation, we're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to look at a couple of videos about the rat race, and I'm going to give you guys a website. We're going to talk about how to live remotely how to start to set yourself up to live remotely. And by remotely, I mean uh, outside of this nine to five, I have to, you have to have multiple income streams. We're going to talk about have a, a gang of ways that any man right now can do a gang of ways. I'll talk about how you can give me a few more minutes. We'll get into it. I'll explain everything. Don't worry. Anyone can do this. Anyone can do what I'm going to tell you how to do. Anyone. And I'll get into the chat in a few minutes and catch up on all my brothers out there. So if you're watching and I haven't seen you in the chat yet, thank you guys. I'm going to catch you. I got to continue with the show, though. We got too much to talk about. This is this video is to help men. This man is to give you information to help you. Now, understand, I make a lot of videos. I do a lot of entertainment. I'm giving you game in this video that you can use to financially help yourself out of just about anything if you will apply it. <clears throat> It might take a day, it might take a week, it might take a year. This will help you. Let's continue. Let's talk about, let me get to this one here for us real quick, guys. 
Let's look at this. In 2003, professional boxer and heavyweight champion Mike Tyson filed for bankruptcy with $30 million in debt, despite accumulating over $300 million during the course of his career, which poses a great question about money itself. Because a great deal of our actions or our motivations in life have an underlying desire or need to acquire it. But what's the point in acquiring it if the great issue seems to be with our ability to manage it? Fair use. Hopefully we don't get copyright dinged on the music, but let's see what happens. Americans now have the highest credit card debt in history. Americans now have the highest credit card debt in history, guys. Think about that for a moment. As we talk about money, as we think about the rat race, how better to keep you in the rat race than to make sure you make just enough money just to survive? Well, in order to do that, we have to, you have to owe people money because owing money is what our economy is based on. Debt, it's no longer gold. I'm not talking bad about the economy. You know, I'm just saying this is what it is. <clears throat> Cue the South Park meme about the economy. Translation. You didn't learn anything! Debt is an invisible burden being carried by the country's most vulnerable. Debt is an invisible burden being carried. Now, when you think of burden, guys, you're thinking of things like barricades, um, you know, something in the way, so to speak. <clears throat> this holds most people in place because they hold on to wanting to have the nicer things, but maybe don't want to put in the long time hard work that gets the nicer things in life. The sacrifices, the financial sacrifices, the long-term effort it takes to build, to build something that's going to be worthwhile. Um, a lot of people want to do it quick and easy, and you can do that with debt. You build up your credit enough, they will give you the world, guys. They will dare you to hang yourself with a golden noose if you're dumb enough to do it. They will let you do it. Because even if, even if they don't get the full return on what you owe, what they get, then the interest, and then the when it's written off, and the that was a small price to pay just to get you to sign on the dotted line and get something from you. Because that something from you, when multiplied by the multitudes of millions of people all over the world, and that adds up to something. And you think, well, if I owe if I owe them ten thousand and I only pay them five, well, they lost money. No, no, no. You don't understand how money works. That's okay. <laughs> of course, these statistics are reflective of the UK and the US. But consider for a moment your own attitude towards money and how money exists in your own life. What is money to you? Does it seem does money help you show other people how good you are or how great you are? Does money help show other people your significance? Do other people use you for your significance and your money? Are you someone that other people would really like to have before, you know what I mean? It just is what it is. You have to think about that, guys. Is this how you see money? to enter your life and immediately leave once you have it? Has it ever placed you in a vulnerable position? 
A vulnerability that drew you closer to a get-rich-quick scheme or a guru telling you that you can get rich if you just bought their course? I'm not selling a course, by the way, guys. So uh, just, you know, let's watch the video. Whilst my entire channel aims to tackle these topics to some degree or another, I realize that our perceptions of money are sometimes more crucial than our ability to generate it. Especially when our very brains are wired in such a way that prevents us from being financially sensible. Think about that. Our brains don't want us necessarily to be financially sensible because we see the finances as the reward for the work that we did. And we deserve to spend that reward because we did all that hard work after all, right? We deserve to spend the reward because we did the hard work to earn the shiny paper. And now we get to play with the paper they gave us that they told us is worth stuff. It's is worth money. Does it really matter if you're earning more than six figures a year if by the end of that year you have nothing left to show for it? Where is the... Right. The truth of that is a double-edged sword because if you're doing the hard work it takes to earn the six figures a year and you have nothing to show for it at the end of the year, you just did all the hard work and existed and lived the same way as a poor person, even though you lived in a nice fancy house that maybe you didn't quite own, the bank owned, the car owns the bank still. But you spent that hundred grand a year that you worked so tirelessly to get. Disconnect. It's time we solve that mystery. And not only that, but explore a better framework for understanding money. A framework commonly taught in personal finance, but oftentimes missed in formal education. I'm giving y'all game today, man. This is going to be a long stream, guys. I got several videos. We got several things to talk about. I'm going to tell you several ways you can make money. Like this is, this is going to be a long one. And if you can just, if you get in this mindset, man, rewatch this video every morning if you need to. I'm not going to bullshit and not going to be no hoes on this one. I don't have any funny clips planned, although I might. But this is, we're doing the game today, man. Patient. A question. What is money? Or rather... What does money represent? When you make a purchase from Amazon, when you're paid for your time working at a job, what is the significance of money in these transactions? Mon Someone has told us this is valuable. This is money, man. You've got to get this thing. Hey, have you heard of it? It's money. What? Yeah, I give it to you. I tell you it's worth something. Then we can trade goods and services. Great. How do I get some from you? You just got to do something for me right now. Oh, what, did, what should I do? You want me to dance? Should I? What do I need to do? Give me some money. Money is commonly defined as a medium of exchange, an instrument that facilitates the sale, purchase, or trade of goods between parties. But I don't think this says much about what money actually represents. I think a better way of looking at money is an expression of value. You hand over a certain amount of money to purchase something because you perceive its value to be equivalent to the amount of money that you handed over. Of course, the price is often not determined by you as an individual, but the market as a whole. The market decides the price. We've talked about this in other videos here uh, regarding women, older women, the wall, um, <clears throat> all of these things. The market decides the price. You see, you and I all think that we're all wonderful and worth something. And in, in, in our own respects, we are individually. But um, understand the market decides the price of things. But hone in on this one point. Money equals value. Why is that so important? Because often we give money a moral significance. 
quote that I'm sure you've heard. Money is the root of all evil. We look at someone who seems to have a large amount of wealth and think they got lucky. Who did they take advantage of to get to that position? Who had And that is a poor, broke mindset to have. That is a poor, broke mindset to have. I've had this mindset before, guys. I've been the person, oh, this person has money. Damn them. Evil money having people. Money is a tool to facilitate things, guys. When you look at money differently, when you stop thinking from this nine to five perspective of 40 to 45, 50, 60 hours a week for a set salary that never goes up or down, maybe a few percentage points a year, and inflation was more that year, so you really lost money. You lost the value of the money. You see, the value of the money can be taken from you. You can be given $100, but if that $100 value gets taken down to $50, you've only got $50, but you did the $100 worth of work. Gotta change the way we think about money. To lose in order for them to gain, and never what value was created in order to generate that money. Understanding that money is simply value is the best way to understanding that money is not necessarily evil, nor does it make a person evil. Yep. It is simply a value, a tool to be used and traded for goods and services. Once you start understanding this, you look at it very differently, guys. I know right now some of you have a hang up and you're like, I don't want to be one of these guys that has money or earns money. I don't want to be perceived as evil. As to raise your value personally to yourself so that when you look in the mirror, you see a fucking winner. You need to get your hands on a little bit of money. I don't, I know some of you are like morally this and man, damn the morals. I don't want to hear it. I know we want women to be moral. We want everything to be moral. We want, I'll get it. Morality. I'm with you a hundred percent in a perfect world. Yes. Can we stop for a second and focus for you to be a better man? You're going to need a little bit more money to invest in yourself. Are you with me, men? Put an F in the chat. If you're with me, are you with me? For you to invest in yourself and grow, you're going to need just a little bit more. Let's just start with a little bit more. You're going to need a little bit more. F's in the chat if you're with me. If you think I'm nuts, that's fine too. Let's continue. Sure, there are things such as scammers who convince you that what they have to sell is worth value, but that doesn't say much about money, more so than it does their own morals. Money simply opens your options and broadens your horizons. The choices you make with that money have everything to do with your own moral dispositions. So money is an expression of value. Now what? How does this change the reality of a person living paycheck to paycheck or someone who is consumed by credit card debt? The simple mention of money equals value changes nothing. It may make me see money in a different light, but what part of that is actionable advice? To answer that question, I'll pose to you another question. What is your relationship with money? Money will come into your life and it will leave. This is a relationship that is often expressed by your income and expenses. Another practical way of expressing this, which I particularly like, is your production versus your consumption. For the most part, money will enter your life because you have produced some form of value. And for most of- Some form of value, guys. Not necessarily trading hours, but some form of value. Maybe you've written a book, maybe you do a podcast. I don't know what you do, but- Understand that you choose what you do and you choose what you do going forward. And the things that you say, I don't know how to do today, therefore I can't do them tomorrow. That's where you lose in creating arbitrage for your life. 
That's where when you say, I don't know how to do that. Therefore, I will not do that. That's where you lose. Google is here. YouTube is here. There's courses. You can learn all kinds of different things very, very rapidly that you can put into place to make money. Of us, this value will come in the form of labor, a job. Money will leave when you have consumed something. A Netflix subscription, a new car, a house. In many ways, we can look at the net worth of an individual as a metric for determining their relationship between consumption and production. Now cast your mind back to those statistics I mentioned at the start of this video. What part of the consumption versus production relationship do you think is at fault here? Consider yourself for a moment. Think about all the money that has entered your life and left. How much of that do you still have in possession today or invested into some sort of asset? And which part of this relationship do you feel is unbalanced or needs improving? The likelihood is... Which part is unbalanced, gentlemen? You see, typically when money is involved, which is always, and you find yourself in a place where money might be a concern at some point, there's an imbalance that can be adjusted to a point where money just isn't as much of a concern anymore. Certainly for bigger things, yes, but like little things that might come up in your life. What if you could pay up your rent a few months in advance? What if you could pay up something you know what I mean? Ahead of time where you didn't have to think about it for a few months and money was coming in and you're paying things and had some money in case of an emergency or something. Uh, that would be a wonderful place to be. But many men can't come to grips with the fact that this option is available. And we'll talk more about this later on in the video today. I'm going to show you some options and talk about some things. But we got a couple of videos. This is going to be a long money stream. So Come back and rewatch this one from time to time when you need voice. Both. The idea is motivation. Yes, you're going to learn things, but you don't put them into place without the motivation part. If you don't put them into action, that's on you. That's on you. Most of us, the biggest issue lies in our consumption. Remember the career builder study that found that 78% of American workers were living paycheck to paycheck? Well, it also found that of the workers who made $100,000 or more a year, one in 10 of them were living paycheck to paycheck. Now you could argue that- Now I said that this morning in a live stream and I had one person, I think it was Twitch maybe, or maybe it was one of the other, it was one of the other places I was streaming to that was like, well, no, that can't be, no, that can't be. 100,000 a year is, that's top, you're a high value man. Man, guys, man, I, I look, it's a lot of money to me too, but that ain't in the scheme of things. If you really know money, that ain't no money. I'm just, I don't even know money like that. I That's big money to me. But in the reality of the scheme of the scale of things and what daily life, if you look at the math of what an actual budget of a regular you or anybody else, and I've studied a bunch of budgets because I'm trying to learn money, trying to know money. But once you know money, you know that the hundred grand, that ain't no money. That ain't really not much. So let's continue. Someone earning six figures a year may still like to earn more, but when you are paid a figure that is well above the average wage and the cost of living, and yet you still somehow find a way to spend it all, I'd argue that your relationship with consuming must be fixed before you even consider your relationship with production. As any wealthy celebrity who has filed for bankruptcy can show us, production means nothing when you have a problem with consumption. I'm showing you this because guys, I've been the guy that that always had the problem with money and didn't have money and didn't. And, but then again, I've had five kids. I've paid a lot of money. 
spent money on all kinds of things. But you, you once you know money, you learn to make different moves going forward. The stuff you did in the past, you can't undo that stuff. But going forward, you can make different types of moves towards money that'll put you where money's going to be later on. Remember, we talk about the Wayne Gretzky and the hockey puck. He was great at hockey because he didn't skate to where the puck is. He skated to where the puck was going. You can do the same thing with money, but it takes you have to really have to start studying money and what money is. And I don't mean knowing about stocks. No, I mean, ground up, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, read a bunch of books you could read. But understand money. You have to change your relationship with it. And at some point, that means growing up, being a big boy and saying, God dang it, I got to work hard. I got to do whatever it takes to get as much money in my bank account as possible for me as a man to use as I see fit to skate through this life, whether that means having a better vehicle or living in a nicer neighborhood, whatever it means for you. Now, don't live like the ham and egger that's like, well, I got a little money. Now I'm going to get a $900,000 house. No, dude. My best advice is even if you can afford a million dollar house and it would be no problem on you, my best advice is spend 250000 somewhere in the middle of nowhere, get you a little piece of land, a little bitty house, leave all the rest of it into investments. And this is not financial advice of any kind, guys. But you need to, once you start learning about money and how it can accumulate and how you spend it is more important because what's really accumulating is your debits, your credits. The stuff coming out is really what gets most people, but most people aren't willing to downsize or not have cable TV in their house or not have the fancy couch or the big screen TV or the fancy desk or the, this is a plastic $20 Walmart desk, guys. Y'all know me here on this channel. I keep it real. I give you the true facts. Like I'm telling you, you see all this behind me. Somebody said something about the lights in the background the other day on one of the other live streams. I think it was Contriver, our friend Unwanted, uh, unwanted Contriver, uh, had said something about the lights. He wanted to do orange ones. Well, these can change to orange, and these are 25 bucks. I mean, I know that some people, that seems like a lot of, this isn't a fancy setup I got going on here, guys. Low cost, everything's just enough, just enough to make it work. You know what I mean? You have to know how you're spending money, and you have to look at how you're spending money. Because once you start downsizing and, and looking at the money that's coming in and versus the money that's going out, you can have an honest conversation with yourself. But a lot of men are not ready to hear this. A lot of men are like, let's talk about these whores. This isn't for everybody. This is for men that are, that are like, you know what? I'm trying to do something in my life. Let me see what I can do. Because I promise you, no matter who you are, there are things we're going to cover later on in this video when I talk about the, the remote workplace to where any man could do this. And I'll show you how, how to learn what you might need to know about that particular thing. We'll talk about several different ways. Let's continue this uh, live stream. A rat race an endless self-defeating or pointless pursuit. Sometimes the rat race is conflated with working a nine to five job. It's a comparison often used by certain individuals to guilt you into buying programs and books for them. But this seems extremely unfair. 
mostly because it aims to villainize a job and excludes the fact that there are those who either love or are perfectly fine with their jobs or have other aspirations aside from their nine to five. A real rat race is one that is living on a financial edge, being one paycheck away from broke constantly. A feeling as though the moment money enters your life, it immediately disappears. And the more responsibilities you have, the more dangerous this relationship becomes. The loss of a job, an unexpected health accident, or any unexpected circumstance for that matter can throw your entire financial position into turmoil. And consider the mental consequences of living on this financial edge. Your job no longer becomes an option. It becomes a necessity in order to keep funding your lifestyle or to keep paying off debt. A trap, <clears throat> a form of slavery, a form of chattel slavery, debt slavery. You can't get out of it at that point. See, once you have enough debt, you have to have that job. That job becomes the new norm. And if you dream high and go too high and you can't pay for it all, they'll give you an oopsie-daisy. They call it bankruptcy. They'll give you a once a, hey, you know what? Just next time, let's be a little more careful. Slap on the wrist. And then they'll, after a few years, start giving you credit again, daring you, hey, let's fly a little higher. This is how you got burned last time. This is how you destroyed your financial life last time. What do you say we give it another go? Here's some more credit. Now, credit can be used as a tool. I saw A. Hatcher mention this a second ago, so we'll touch on that for sure. It can be used as a tool to get you out of this. If you get into a position, it can be used in a smart way to get you out of this. It can be used in a way that will help you to accomplish things, goals. Um, you know, maybe it's an investment property, something like that. This is certainly a very good thing to mention and talk about. But understand, guys, you have to not fly too high too fast. Don't spread your wings too quickly. However, that's only when debt is involved. If you're not working with the debt, that changes things entirely. Let's continue. To quote Tyler Durden from Fight Club, the things you own end up owning you. What's the silver lining? It doesn't have to continue like that. The first stepping stone in personal finance will have you drawing an awareness to your relationship with money. This is often done by journaling your monthly expenses, categorized as housing, transportation, food, utilities, entertainment, and so on. It's about understanding yourself as a consumer. But this part is tough. In behavioral finance, this feeling can often be labeled as the ostrich effect, which is our tendency to want to avoid negative financial information. It's that feeling you get when you refuse to look at your bank account after a night out fearing what it might show. And yet once you pass this stage, it's time for you to take control over your behavior as a consumer. This often involves the idea of budgeting, deciding each month how much you aim to spend on each of these categories and sticking to it. It's about And guys, sitting down to take a look at your budget for the first time in your life as an adult male blows for the first time. Like when you first do it, it's you're like, well, this is dumb and this is when you take it very seriously and you you look at it daily and you make it part of your daily rhythm where in the morning and in the evening you take a look at like, what did I spend today? What did I really get out of what I spent? Where did I work? What did I do today to earn money? Some days I, you know, um, go and do like the job over here for the freezer. I, I do that job. I do these other things to make money. I have a friend that does windows and owns a window cleaning company. And sometimes I'll help him with a job and make money. Like I have all these different things I try to do to keep myself alive and earn a little bit of money. 
but it started out with looking at my budget to see why my budget was so fucked up. And by fucked up, I mean, I was, you know, when you're eating ramen noodles, you're like, Hey, I want some, something else to eat. But it starts with sitting down, looking at where you're making money, where you're spending money. Let's continue. About systematically looking at what you consume and finding ways in which you can minimize these things to ultimately live below your means. In other words, having a lifestyle that still leaves you with enough money to save and invest in some form or another. It's also important to note that before you ever decide to invest, one of the most common practices in personal finance is to keep an emergency fund, a specific amount of savings that you hold on to in case of an emergency. This fund would typically hold three to six months worth of expenses. The idea, however, of living below your means is an important one. Because why would we choose to do otherwise? Why would we choose to live a lifestyle that we cannot afford or one that places us on this financial edge? To impress people that we do not care for. I could make an entire video on our cognitive biases. The ostrich effect is just one of which can affect your financial position. Then there's hyperbolic discounting, a tendency to favor short-term rewards as opposed to greater rewards in the future. This is you choosing to purchase a new pair of shoes instead of saving that money towards a future investment. Or there's social proof, our tendency to think and act as others around us think and act. When the people around you are buying one thing, you buy it too. Or when the people around you establish money as a means of evil, your life Likely to assume the same thing too. The Don't do that, guys. Also, look at what the people around you are doing, gentlemen. Like, look at the other decisions they make in other places of their lives. Don't do what the masses are doing. I would say anything for the most part. Look at a, what's an alternative way I can do this same thing that everybody else is doing that isn't like what everybody else is doing because a lot of other people aren't doing what's necessary, guys. Most people aren't going to live with the mindset of, well, I could escape this daily rat race and get a little bit of actual freedom in my life. Or I can continue to have this feeling like life isn't exactly what it's meant to be and that something's missing and I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is because you haven't experienced it. Because since you've got out of high school, you've been in a constant state of go, 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 make enough money to pay the bill. You owe this, you owe this, you owe this. Something new comes out, you get it. It has this much bill attached to it. You got to pay more than per month. You get a raise, you got to pay more. <clears throat> we got to change the way we think about it. The phrase, keeping up with the Joneses, summarizes this great problem of consumption. It's a phrase defined by Google as trying to emulate or not be outdone by one's neighbors. They buy a new Porsche, you buy one too. They have nice clothes, you get some too. They renovate their home, you do it too. All in the also, let me uh, acknowledge Rusty. I hear you're driving, buddy. Be safe out there, my man. Thank you so much for supporting the show, guys. Rusty Rivers in the building today. Thank you so much, Rusty. Good to see you, buddy. Be safe. Keep your eyes on the road. Rusty Rivers coming through, man. Thanks, Rusty. Appreciate you supporting the show. Attempts of impressing or trying to keep up with others due to some form of social pressure. Only in today's world, the Joneses are not literal neighbors. They're far more present than that. We are all vulnerable to social approval. We really care what other people think of us. But the problem is we're measuring our self-worth by how many people like what we're posting. Governor of the Bank of Canada stated it succinctly. For most Canadians, debt is a fact of life, at least at some point. Think about that, guys. Debt is a fact of life. Should that, I mean, I know we always talk about we can't really have this utopia that we all want. But 
Should it be the fact that death is, I mean, debt is always a factor of life? Because debt in and of itself is a form of control, a form of ownership, a form of, you know, um, owned duty. Again, it can be used to get you out of the rat race, depending on how you use it and how careful you can be. But understand that, like, that shouldn't be a, something that's a natural occurring thing in the, our life. We're the only living thing on the planet that does that out of how many thousands of species? To be clear, I'm not saying that purchasing an expensive piece of clothing, jewelry, or sports car is a bad thing, nor do I think consuming is a bad thing. The aim of this video isn't to philosophize about the repercussions of a materialistic view of the world. It's about drawing an awareness to who you are as a consumer. Do you care more about appearing as though you have money or actually having money? The rat race isn't about working a nine to five job, but living life on such an edge that it means that you are chasing the next thing, whether a paycheck or a material possession, such that your greater life goals and ambitions are placed in the background in order to continue this race. A budget and keeping account of your expenses have proven time and time again to work and draw you out of this race. It's fun to talk about making money or- Drawing you out of this race, guys. This is what I want you to take from this video. You are in this race, whether you want to be or not, but I'm telling you, there's a way out and it is so close and available. If you, Once you get just over the tip edge of it, guys, you can see the full picture for what it is. Like you're close. Just a little bit further, guys. This is a little bit. You're very close. It gets there. You just keep going, keep working, keep working, keep grinding, keep going, keep working. You're close. Imagining having as much wealth as possible, but what's the point when your relationship with money as a consumer means losing it all or having to work non-stop in order to fund that lifestyle? That is the real rat race. The rat race. When you have to work just hard enough to fund your regular daily life, guys. When, you're, when all of the efforts of your monthly work at the end of it, when it's all said and done, if all you have enough money to do is pay your bills to exist to work that hard, you're in the rat race, deep. But with all of that being said, let's talk about making money. Now the stuff we teach here and have for almost 30 years is proven. What's up you guys, it's Graham here. So we gotta take a moment and talk about what's going on. Shout out to Graham Stephan. If you don't know his channel, you should. He's a playful dude, but he's, he's very uh, informative. On in the stock market, because as we're finishing up the week, stocks are risen. Personal finance channels like Graham Stephan or Dave Ramsey are great for learning how to work on your consumption side of the equation. But if there was one thing I wish they spoke more about, it would be their ability to make money. And I understand why they don't do this. It's easier to reduce your expenses in the amount that you consume than it is to increase your income. When speaking to a mass audience, giving the advice that will work for most people is typically the best choice. We see that there are entire communities built up around focusing on frugality. The FIRE community is one example of this, a movement that adopts the strategy of living extremely frugally, saving and investing as early as possible, with the intentions of retiring as early as possible. Minimalists also share a similar view to the FIRE community, although more deep-rooted in philosophical positions about the world. And I'm in both. You should be entrenched a little bit in both of these ideas. Just at least know them enough to know how they can play a part. 
Like you don't have to be full minimalist, but you could be the person that has 10 shirts. Why? Because do you need more than 10 shirts? I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. Old and materialism at large. People like Graham Stephan or Dave Ramsey promote strategies that fall in the spectrum of living through. If you're a single man living on your own, do you need a couch? I mean, are you, I, I don't have parties. I don't have people come to my, my living quarters, guys, to hang out very seldomly. I would very seldomly even do that and under very specific circumstances. So do you need all that stuff? I mean, do you? I don't know. You might. Like, I think about it sometimes and I'm like, well, if there was a couch out here, what would I do? I mean, I know some people were like, well, I'd come and I'd take a big nap on the couch and I'd, man, I don't move like that. Like when I sleep, it's at nighttime, it's done deal. I might take a nap in here in the daytime, but if I do, I go lay in the bed. I mean, the couch is optional to me, to me, but maybe for some people, this is important. Really saving a lot of money and investing in the long run. And there's nothing inherently wrong with this strategy. It works for a wider range of people with varying degrees of income. But let's be honest, Graham Stephan doesn't rely on cutting coupons or living an incredibly frugal lifestyle to be making $100,000 to $200,000 a month from YouTube. Nor does Dave Ramsey rely on these strategies to have an estimated net worth of $55 million. These people are utilizing a means of production at mass scale. In my video, The Untold Truth About Money, I talked about money being equivalent to your perceived value in the market. And the most impactful way of increasing your value is finding a problem in the market, creating a solution for that problem, and selling that solution to the market at scale. This is the entrepreneurial route. A successful business at scale is able to produce a large amount of value to a society such that your production side of the equation grows exponentially in comparison to a standard job. We call this arbitrage, finding places where a need is and supplying, you know, some sort of help towards that need, some sort of information towards that need. Many of you probably know things, have hobbies of yours that you might be a master in and could teach other people or at least talk to other people about these things in a podcast format or a video format, or this is kind of how things are going right now, guys. But many of you have a knowledge base that you could share with other people and other people might turn up and like to hear what you have to say, but you've made the decision for those other people that they wouldn't want to watch you. You have to change that mindset. But this isn't a route that everyone can take, nor should they try to. It's about reflecting on your own capabilities and whether entrepreneurship is best suited to your direction. With that being said, increasing your production doesn't have to just come from the strict definition of a business. Graham Stephan uses YouTube as a vehicle to produce something, in this case videos about personal finance, at mass scale. It's one reason that I chose to create videos on YouTube as well. It's a vehicle to- By the way, let's all take a moment, check out James Janney. Johnny, Janny, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but his videos are fantastic. I've only watched this one and part of one other one, but I hadn't seen all of this one, just like the first five minutes, but we've already passed that. But yeah, shout out to him. Fair use, by the way. Thank you, please. To produce something, in this case, documentary style videos at a mass scale, to a point where I can now do it full time and build a business around it. Producing is about providing relative value to the market in some shape or form. I utilized my skills with acting, presenting, storytelling, and video editing to create videos that I hope to be somewhat entertaining and So far, so good, right? So far, it's working for this guy. Why not you? It could be any one of you. 
Not just videos, but anything educational. Else. And thankfully, the market responded positively. Your form of production may be developing an app or software that is solving a problem you believe the market would pay money for its solution. Or perhaps a fitness brand that is branded extremely well and utilizes its community better than most other fitness brands, as I believe is the case with Ben Francis and what he did with Gymshark. For most people, labor in the form of a standard nine to five job will be their means of production. But this and sometimes that means the production will be enough to sustain you, but not enough for you to grow, not enough for you to find what you're looking for as a man, not enough for you to get hungry. Guys, there's an old song, Hungry Like a Wolf. It was a song about men being men and masculine and hunting down women and very from a different era when life was really, really, you know, quite frankly, a lot more free and fun. Um the idea behind this is you have to have a fire in your eyes as a man. And a lot of the time that fire is fueled by either a woman or it's fueled by your desire to get money and make yourself more powerful or not necessarily powerful, but more comfortable than other men. These are two things that motivate men typically. And when you take your focus off of the woman aspect of it quite as much, it frees you up to focus on you growing as a man, becoming more quote unquote comfortable as a man. Guys, Vault Keeper, good to see you. Thanks for sharing the Cash App. There's the Cash App. If you guys want to donate, if you want to put something on this and uh, show Brother John some love, you're welcome to. You don't have to. It's not required. Other men who appreciate the information will donate for you. So it's okay doesn't mean that your ability to produce stops there. Understanding yourself as a producer is about understanding ways in which you can produce value to the market. If you can produce value at a large scale, then it means earning money at a large scale. The internet has thankfully provided a great deal of opportunity for us to be able to produce something and put it out to the market. Whether the market actually wants what you have produced can only be determined once you've released whatever it is that you've produced. So to summarize, it's first important to bring awareness to yourself as a consumer, understanding what you purchase and why you purchase by journaling your consumption and then giving yourself a budget to manage and control that consumption. Producing then becomes a matter of maximizing the amount of value you can bring into society through a job, a business, or some other means of production. This is a framework that has helped me greatly, as I'm sure it's helped countless others who have a vested interest in making money. Like this isn't just sushi we're talking about anymore. Like this is this is substantial. Yeah. And then to go from that to like this. Focusing. Uh, is that one hundred seventy thousand four hundred fifty-four dollars? Yeah. And that's just YouTube right there. Now Graham does other things, guys. But I recognize this screen he's looking at is the analytics screen, the money tab in Google AdSense, YouTube AdSense. Um, this is what he's checking out right now, and. In YouTube Studio, it shows you this where it shows you how much money you've made just off of your YouTube, whether that be your super thanks, your super chats, which, by the way, thank you, boys, um, just YouTube. So if he gets any cash app donations or anything else or PayPal or any other business, and of course, he has a real estate license and does other things and has a whole other YouTube channel that isn't just this is one of his two YouTube channels, guys. Now, they may both be on the same AdSense account, but typically that would show in an AdSense uh, log in through Google, not YouTube Studio, because each YouTube Studio is specific for that YouTube channel. Um, so, but just to put that in perspective, the possibilities out there for you to make a channel or do something like this about your hobby or your passion and make an extra three to five thousand a month 
are extremely good. Maybe not 170000 a month for you or for me, but the possibility that you could just get on and put out videos or live streams or whatever about a hobby or something you're passionate about talking about and make 1500 a 1000 or 1500 extra dollars a month is really good like i mean it's possible it's very feasible that you could do this anyone could do this and get to a point where you're making 1500 to 3000 extra a month and just extra money still have your regular job etc cetera, etc cetera. let's continue that's insane Hello, hello, my So I'll pause it there. This is James, I believe his name is James Janney, I believe his name was. Go check him out. Go and check that out for sure. It's very interesting, guys. I want you guys to understand we don't have to live in this rat race where we're constantly just trying to survive. Most people are depressed and most people are looking for happiness. And most men don't realize that women can't be happy usually because they don't know what they're looking for. Because they're on a path that's taking them away from their traditional what used to make women very happy. Like my grandmothers were very happy women. They were family women and they got up early and they washed clothes and they baked biscuits and they did family grandmothery stuff. And they, they said they were happy with their lives and they seemed to be very happy people. My grandmother was always, both of them, always walking around whistling and singing and like they were happy people. But modern women don't seem to know exactly what's making them happy. And most modern men don't realize that what they're hungering for is adventure and passion and not with women, but doing something that they're passionate about doing, accomplishing something, building something, not necessarily physical, but happiness. Let's talk about happiness. Shout out to Steve Cuts.
the problem with a society where there's people that are, <clears throat> excuse me, quote unquote, at the top and quote unquote, at the bottom is that the people at the bottom and the people at the top still have to interact with each other. They still co-mingle together on this planet. So it creates a bit of a, well, class-based system where the people at the top are like, God, these people at the bottom live like animals. What are they doing? Why don't they try to get out of the place they're in? Whereas the people at the bottom are like, hey, you people at the top, you shouldn't be at the top. But the people at the top worked, some of them did actually work to get out of being down below, believe it or not. And some of their ancestors of the people that got there through inheritances worked really hard to get there. Now, I know that sounds foreign to some people, but this is the true reality of it and the true reality of money. And that the people that look at the people that have a little bit of money hate the people that have the money. And some people that don't have the money are afraid to succeed and have the money because people might hate them for having the money. Let's continue. Happiness the American way. Happiness in a bottle, guys. It's not that easy. It's something you have to choose. This is a very hard thing for most people to do, whether you're a man or a woman. Choosing happiness over feeling like shit and sitting in that dirty diaper. Isn't it much more fun to think of how bad we've all been fucked by life? Isn't it much more fun to sit back and say, woe is me, guys. Woe is me. I have been wronged by society, by life, by world. Woe is me. Doesn't that sound a little bit uh, itchy to any of you guys? Now, I've done this before. I'm not shunning anyone for doing it. I'm telling you that that doesn't solve the problem. The problem still exists. That's the problem, is that jumping into the bottle or the pills or the whatever it is to try to fix the whatever fucking feelings we have at the moment um, doesn't fix the actual thing we should address. And many people will procrastinate. Many people will be too proud to admit they were wrong. Many people will not be able to admit that they've been lazy. Many people will not be able to think or even possibly theorize that maybe their actions led them to the place they are. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody will have the introspection to do that. But I'm showing you that I know I was in my way for a very long time in a manner of different. You have to really be able to be honest with yourself about things. Not everyone will be able to do this. And doing this will come with a certain level of feeling accountable for things. So be prepared for that flood of emotions. But Understand that that's natural. Let's continue this film about happiness.
Yeah, in the end, you end up getting it. You end up catching the thing you've been after. The job, the career, the you end up getting what you've been after, guys. And sometimes that's not a good thing. Sometimes you, you work so hard to get in a position, whether it's, think about it, just hear me out. Maybe it's to get the girl and you finally get her. And how's that end up? Maybe it's to get the job and you finally get the job. And how's that end up? Sometimes we put a lot of energy and effort into things that we want to get out of life that are dependent on other people. Jobs, government, women, for God's sakes. Um, what if we were to put half of that energy into ourselves as a man? I'm asking you guys. I've been saying this on my last couple of live streams. Take one year, do things selfishly for you. And I don't mean selfishly like get a bigger stereo or a car, none of that dumb shit. I mean, like, put yourself and your needs first and, like, put everybody else, not on a back burner, but, like, talk to them when you can. Keep your head down. Disappear for a while. Disappear into your work and your grind. Whatever it is, anything to make money for you as a man. Don't flash. Don't get new shoes. None of that dumb shit. Just a year. You focus. Put your head down and work on you. Wisdom Vision Productions coming through. What's up, brother? Good to see you. I love your work, man. Your videos are phenomenal, sir. Guys, if you don't know Wisdom Vision Production, he also makes some content here that's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, not necessarily, I wouldn't say like red pill or man related, just action-packed, great videos, great sound. Uh, check him out. And yeah, this is not sponsored by him, by the way. It's just, he does put out great content. Somebody drop a link to Wiz Division. I would appreciate it. Good to see everybody. Good to see everybody. I'm going to catch up in the chat towards the end, but I got a long show plan for you. We're talking money and we're talking fucking motivation. I want you to rewatch this video every morning, guys. If you need to, every day. If you have an hour and you just want to listen to something, put this on. I got the mic close to my face like I'm a professional. You should be able to hear me a little bit better. Let's talk money. So we took a look at happiness. Let's like, let's, let's one more, one more rat race video. Very used to whoever this is. The rat race explained life's financial trap. The rat race starts sometime after you're done with college. You get your first job, which pays decently enough to allow you to buy your college dreams. For some, the first dream would have been to get a 72 inch plasma TV or a 152 inch one. If you're a big dreamer, so you buy your TV. Next dream on the list might be a car. So you get yourself a functional car as you wait to buy the car of your dreams. At work, you grind harder, get a promotion and a salary raise. This means that you can now afford to move to a slightly more expensive and fancier house. So you do. On and on it goes. Having a dream, working hard, fulfilling the dream, then moving on to the next big dream. Wikipedia defines the rat race as an endless self-defeating or pointless pursuit. It is usually comprised of a lot of competitiveness and comparison. The competition to get ahead of others at the workplace or in business is usually endless. When you get to defeat your peers and get out of the cubicle, your peers change. You and your new peers, who own offices like you now do, all strive to get the corner office. You win again and get the corner office. The stakes are then raised and you look at the floor above you. This competition goes on all the way to the top floor where the board sits. This journey of competition with no particular end in sight is the rat race. To help us get some perspective, I'd like you to meet Steve and Angela. Steve and Angela were in the same class in college. Both of them loved playing around with numbers ever since they were kids, so it came as no surprise when they found themselves in the same business class. 
College was a mixture of hard partying during the weekends and a couple all-nighters when the schoolwork piled up. Neither of them worked particularly hard in class, but they kept up with their schoolwork and managed to get decent grades. A couple of evenings a month, Angela, Steve, and some of their other friends would meet up and play Scrabble while having heated political discussions. These nights were tremendously enjoyed by each of them and were usually the highlight of their months. Fast forward, they graduate college, get decent jobs, and without realizing it, slowly decent. creep into the rat race. Of course, as most college friends do, they promise to always keep in touch with each other, which they did by having monthly Scrabble games. For a while... Monthly Scrabble games, guys. Doesn't that sound perfect? Doesn't that sound like just something that you would want to do every 30 days? Come on, guys. Wisdom Division Productions. By the way, sir, thank you so much for supporting the channel, sir. I am truly grateful. I appreciate that very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to give you one Crack Sparrow. No, nah, we do cracky a lot. Let's do Willy Wonka. Nigga, I'm telling you, I've been locked up at Willy Wonka's place 300 million times. <laughs> I just got done being bothered by... Sorry, guys. i got to put that on every now and again. Thanks for the support. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate you. Let's continue. They would meet up at least once a month, play a few games, and share fond memories of their college days. But after a few months, Chris stopped coming because his girlfriend got pregnant. Due to the coming baby, Chris had to work overtime to make more money in order to uh -huh. cater for the expected increased expenditure. Right. Children aren't cheap. No. Also, Julie got promoted and had to move to another city. Soon after, Steve got a girlfriend, and after a year of dating, he proposed to his girlfriend and got married. At work, he put in quite a bit of consistent effort, which resulted in a promotion. Steven used to own an old beaten-up Toyota Corolla, and since he couldn't drive around in a beaten-up second-hand car with the new department head title at work, he got oh, yeah. a new car and sold the old one. <clears throat> His sure. wife got pregnant, and they had to move to a bigger house in prep. Of course they did. Of course they did. Preparation for the little one. The monthly Scrabble game was long forgotten, as he was uh -huh. now playing in the game of life. Oh, yeah. He got a mortgage, he got a second car, he set up college funds for the kids, he is, it's over for him. It's game over. He doesn't know it, but he's signed his next 30 years is going to be the same thing. Guys, one, I don't, I'm not a fan of contracts, signing contracts, stuff of that nature is, is the first thing you should know about me. But two, would you want to sign a contract that 30 years from now, you're going to be paying for the same thing, doing the same thing in the same place, living in the same state, in the same house, in the same, locked in the same Man, nothing is scarier than that to me. The idea of signing a mortgage for 30 years on a house to guarantee that I'm going to live in the same city in the same state for 30 years. That pains me, man. Like that's, uh, that's scary to me. Uh, I can't, I don't want to live like that. No, thank you. No, thank you. And he kept telling himself he needed to start investing in stocks. Every year, expenses magically got higher. Stephen uh -huh. kept saying and complaining. And so... Isn't it funny how every year after the marriage and the baby, the expenses got higher? That's circumstantial evidence. He had to work even harder at work to make more money. On the other hand, Angela never got around to settling down. For her, getting a... Yeah, Angela's focused on her career. ...ahead in her career was everything. When oh, she yeah. got out of college, she realized how much time she had wasted doing what she considered trivial things. Yeah, baby, husband, being a wife, all trivial. Oh, here it comes, guys. Get ready for the divorce. Therefore, she planned her days to the minute, ensuring that she made the most out of each day. Right. I'll bet she did. Advancing in her career wasn't that hard for Angela. Actually, uh -huh. it came relatively easy to her, due to the amount of self-discipline she had instilled.
did, did he say, okay, hold up. He couldn't have said, hold up guys. We gotta just really quickly. Relatively easy to her due to the amount of self-discipline she had instilled. <laughs> okay. in herself. Uh -huh. So up the ladder, she moved right. department heads for the managerial job, then uh -huh. other managers for the managing director position. And soon she moved to a different company for a higher paying job. Right. Manager of the overseeing, manager of the manager managing. Let it not be said that she did not have friends. She did, and she appreciated their company. Oh, yeah. Appreciation. Women are known for that. But she <clears> did not spend much time with them. It was, therefore, hard for her to sustain any other relationships away from work. What a shock. 20 years after college, Steve was sitting in his car, preparing Steve! to go into a meeting when he felt all the weariness of the rat race crashing onto him. His marriage was on the rocks. What a shock. You can't make this up, guys. I mean, it's almost like this story's taken place before. Considering how much time he spent at work. He loved uh -huh. his kids to bits. Of course. Yeah, that's gonna hurt. But never really spent time with them. He was advancing in his career, that's for sure. And his investments were paying off. Still, he wasn't happy. Right. He had thought that by making a lot of money. Trust me, guys, a lot of money will help you. I mean, not if you're married, because that you'll lose the money. But if you're not married, a lot of money is the answer. Trust me. I know, guys, it sounds crazy. But if you're not married, a lot of money is the answer. Get get you a bit of a lot of money. Driving a fancy car. and Don't drive a fancy car. Live within your means. Plan and be frugal and prepare for a life of long living. You're going to be 80, 100 years old, hopefully one day. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, don't do that and be poor. Trust me, guys. Better to die at 60 uh, and, you know, then to be 80 and broke, 90 and broke. Uh-uh. Start preparing yourself. Come on. Let's be grown-ups about this. Let's be big boys. Let's be big boys. Come on, guys. I'm telling you, I lived lazy and I did the no money and I did the smoking pot and playing video. I did all that. Let's try it a little differently. Let's try it a little differently. Ensuring that his kids got the best in life would make him happy. Instead, he was tired. Tired of trying to get ahead with no end in sight. Tired of doing the same repetitive job over and over again. He just wanted to be back in their small college room, getting wasted, playing Scrabble and trashing Play-Doh. In that car, at that moment, Steve called his Scrabble squad and planned for a meetup. A good number promised to show up. Scrabble squad? Guys, is this what y'all are doing out there? Is this what's passing for... Don't look, man. Have better shit to do with your time, gentlemen. I'm not shitting on these people and Scrabble squad and, and wine and cheese parties and... Uh, not really, but I'm just saying, man, like as you get a little bit of class and sophistication and money about you, have better shit to do with your time. Don't go to the hood. Don't go drop it like it's hot. Don't be out here scrabble scrawled and wine and cheese parties with 50 year old women. No, dude, man, <clears throat> men, as you get better and progress better, treat yourself better daily. Daily, every day, you, numero uno. I know it sounds bad. I know it sounds like I'm telling you to have an ego. I'm not. I'm telling you, kill your ego, quash your ego, but act and move like you are the most important thing that you're doing throughout the day and the things that you're doing in your life that help you grow as a man are what's most important to you because that's what's going to serve your family best, your children best. Make money, take care of yourself, try to survive, try to live, try to plan for the future, make an effort in life, show up. In everything you do, if you walk by a piece of garbage on the floor at your house where you live at your very own place, pick that motherfucker up. 
I want you to have a level of discipline where you implement this in every area of your life till your life is perfectly tailor-made to every day being as efficient as possible at making you money, making you happy, serving you, making you a better man. Anything else is cheating yourself. Including Julie, Angela, and Chris. Only Angela showed up. That night, their discussion was the rat race. Were they happy now that they had achieved almost everything they thought they would by the time they left college? Could they see an end in sight? Was it pointless? Steve was frustrated. He felt that there was a better way to do this than to go through the monotony of their current life. Angela was mostly resigned. She didn't know a different way of going about life that didn't involve her power suits. The rat race fed her, clothed her, let her go on her rare and expensive vacations, and ultimately made her as happy as it could. Getting out of life's financial trap That night when she got home, Angela decided that she would examine if there was a different way to do things. Was there a point to advancing her career day in, day out? She had come to absolutely hate her job and its repetitive nature. What a shock. You're kidding. After reading a couple books and going through articles on some websites, she decided <clears throat> to see if she could improve the quality of her life by getting out of the rat race. I'm starting to think that this narrator doesn't actually know women at all. The audit. First, she had to determine if she was in the rat race. Please. There was no way she would get out of something she hadn't identified to be part of. So, she asked herself three fundamental questions. Is there an end in sight? No. Her advancement in her career was a continuous and lifelong process. So I could focus on my career. Was her career and life in general characterized by competition? Tremendously. It was the only way she could get ahead. Was it characterized by comparison? Not so much, but there were- Please, please, she wasn't- <laughs> Their whole thing is comparison. They're on Instagram comparing shit to shit right now. There was enough of it to be concerned. Alternatives. The next step for Angela was to determine whether there are alternatives she could use to make income. The rat race provided her bread and butter, and by getting out of it, she needed to make income in another way. That's what this video with you men is about today. <clears throat> this is the key point. This is the important moment of the show, one of the many. Uh, this is it. Understanding that there are alternative ways to make money. A nine to five is great, but what if there was a, you know, a nine to five and then something on the side? At least until there was just something on the side or a couple of things on the side or 10 things on the side. Or maybe you write a book and you have a YouTube or maybe you anything anything. There are so many things. Maybe you like doing woodwork and you know how to make things out of pallets and you could start doing that on the side and make money doing that while doing this, while doing... I know, guys, I know. Most people are like, yeah, making money is easy and you just do it like that. You have to just have the mindset that every day I'm going to get out and I'm going to try to make money, look for income, look for arbitrage opportunities, things that I can do where I can pick up some extra bucks, where I can do this, where I can do that, where I can... Looking and doing for this is a very simple hustle that everyone on the planet goes through. But once you really dive headfirst into this and put your efforts in this spot, you can change your life. Things that you didn't think were possible will become possible when you spend as much time on this as you do on the other things of your life. A woman, video games, whatever it is. I don't know. Jerking it. Whatever it is. You don't think about how much... Like some of you guys are working 50 hour a week jobs at a job job. I get it. I've been there. I understand totally. I get it. I get it. Um, understand that what if you spent the other 50 hours a week working on the things in your personal life that you needed to do, whether that was becoming like an LLC company or 
whether it was making sure your bills were paid and your fingernails were cut and your teeth were brushed. What if, what if during that other time of the week, you spent every bit and every opportunity you had working on the things you needed to do for you individually as a person to survive? What would you do with that time? 168 hours in a week, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 168 hours in a week. We have to decide how we're gonna spend those hours. After brainstorming, she realized that apart from numbers, she had no other skills. The only thing she liked was occasionally drawing and painting, but that was it. The exploration of the alternative. How do you make money by drawing and painting? This is the question that Angela had to ask herself as she explored this interest. As a solution. Now, if I was answering this question, if I was asking this or answering this question, guys, how do you make money by drawing and painting? Well, you very simply set up a time lapse of you drawing and or painting and you do it for every drawing or painting that you make. You set up a simple time lapse camera with a GoPro or a camera recorded in time lapse mode as you're drawing it or painting it. And then once the finished product is visible, you put all of that up on the internet as a video. Maybe you download some free music off of YouTube. There's the YouTube library, which if you have a YouTube as a content creator, you have access to it. It's free content um, music that you can put behind your time lapse of you drawing or painting. You put a bunch of those up on YouTube, people will watch those. ASMR people will love those, especially if the microphone is close enough to pick up your pencil on the paper as it goes across the paper while you're drawing. That won't work in time-lapse mode because time-lapse mode is sped up. But if you do some drawings at regular speed and they can hear the pencil going across the paper, ASMR people will eat that up and it'll get a ton of views and you can make money doing that. That's how I would do it. <clears throat> Let's continue. She decided to extend her work hours at home. It does sound a little insane working more while trying to get out of the rat race. However, drawing and painting relaxed Angela. She felt good just doing something she was exploring. Yeah, I bet. Not necessarily depending on to make her income. Therefore, even though she spent a ridiculous amount of time on her day job, she looked forward to winding down at the end of it. At the same time, she explored the different ways she could turn this passion into an income generator. So she could focus on her career. Ultimately, by mixing her day up with an activity that wasn't geared towards making money or getting ahead, Angela was slowly getting out of the rat race. Needs versus luxuries. In order to this is where you got to get honest with yourself, guys. What are your needs? What are your luxuries? What do you really need to make it? What is a luxury? What are you wasting money on, guys? Could be anything. Could be alcohol. Could be nicotine. I've done it. I've done it all before. To stop fully depending on her day job, Angela had to determine what she needed and drop luxuries she didn't need. Her vacations had to be of a reasonable cost. Her clothes functional, and she didn't particularly need a chauffeur when she could drive. By cutting down on these luxuries and concentrating on her needs, her income need lowered, hence making it easy for her to ultimately leave her job. Steve could not get out of the rat race. His fears of the loss of income, his competitive nature, and his need to be like his peers worked against him. Maybe, he told himself, he would retire to a small fishing village on some coast and be happy once he was done with it all. On the other hand, Angela bit her time, changing small aspects of her life and knowing that happiness is not a future goal. Please. It is to be achieved now. Fast forward two years later, Angela leveraged her corporate contacts and started her own design studio and school, which she runs and manages. She isn't profitable quite yet, but in a few months, she's projecting to become profitable. Oh, she ain't profitable yet? Oh, she, she, ain't, make, she ain't turning no money? She ain't making no money yet? 
<clears throat> uh, in a few years, a few years now, she's going to make money, guys. Fortunately, Angela has, I don't know, $90,000 in the bank that she's been living off of. I don't know how it's working. In a few years, she's going to turn a profit. By that time, she will either have the choice to either run the business or hire someone else to run it for her. Essentially, Angela would have escaped the rat race and can finally... Right, essentially, of course. ...start living life on her own terms. This is just a simple example of what a lot of people face in the world today. Most people will unfortunately have to slave away most of their prime years working for a paycheck. But you don't necessarily have to follow this path. Thanks to the internet, every day, more and more people are starting online businesses in the form of e-commerce stores, blogs, social media influencers, affiliate marketers, and the list goes on and on. It's time to take your financial future into your own hands. Thank you guys so It's time to take your financial future into your own hands, guys. That's what it's really time for. It's time for you to decide like what you want to do, where you want to be at in a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now. Let's talk real quick. I promised you guys a look at how some people make money and do it remotely. So if you were someone who wanted to travel, you wanted to live a more remote lifestyle, perhaps something along those lines. This is how many people do it. Let me introduce you. This is not an, uh, a sponsored thing. This is not an affiliate thing. This is not I don't there's no link to click or nothing to buy that I know of. I wouldn't spend any money just yet on anything, but um, this doesn't pay me. This is just something I want to share with you. I know many people who do YouTube and are nomads who travel and they're trying to make enough money to get there. And I've been talking with them and picking a lot of people's brains on how to make money while on the road so that if I ever do decide to get myself a little, you know, Sprinter van or something and travel around the U.S., which is my ultimate goal to do that uh, for a year or two before I pass away one day, Um I plan to do that, but to be able to do that, I need to ask them, like, how do you make money also on top of like your YouTube channel? What are the other options? Let's talk about it right here. Look at this. <clears throat> this website is called We Work Remotely. It's weworkremotely.com. And I've already put that down into the chat in both YouTube, Gone with John, um, Twitch. And the Unchained Men's channel. There's the link down there if y'all want to take a look at this place. We work remotely as a job site, but it's not like any other job site. I mean, it's trusted by Google, Amazon, Basecamp, Envision. And now there are places like Fiverr and there are things like that you can do that you can make money on. And I'll touch on that in a few minutes as well. But this one is specifically like job posts. You can search for things that are available in whatever. This is back in programming. It's not all computer-based. Some of it is, let's see, developer, developer. <clears throat> Let me find one of the other uh, things, stack programming. It's everything. You know, there's uh, teacher jobs in here. You can search for specific things. Here's other remote jobs. Writer, podcast, data planner, post-doctoral data uh, director of engineering, all this is call-in stuff, guys, things you're going to be doing mobily. Online English teacher. Any of you speak English? A lot of these are you can do for jobs anywhere, and this is can be done from anywhere in the world, can be, I mean, guys, anywhere in the world. Contract. You might be teaching, teaching English to people in another land that don't speak English, but you might be doing it over the, the computer, over a camera and a microphone. Email marketing, freelance, front-end software. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Obviously, computers are going to be a lot of them because that's how a lot of this work gets done. 
but it could be anything, editor of a blog, writer, you name it. But that link, you should check that out. This is how a lot of people fund their, when you see them go off and they're like, we live on the road and we do this and we make this and we make this. And then you think that it's all from YouTube. No, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's this kind of stuff. I know several people that live remotely overseas and other parts of the world that do work through this website. Sometimes long-term for years. Sometimes it's one job. Sometimes it's 20 jobs. Sometimes it's 100 jobs. And then there's places like Fiverr where you can do one job here, one job there. You can do jobs for 50 bucks, jobs for 20 bucks. A lot of people don't understand that. Like if you don't know anything about Microsoft Excel, you can actually take courses online for like a hundred bucks and learn everything you could ever want to know about Microsoft Excel in a week and be doing Excel work to the tune of, you know, two, three, $400 a day worth of Excel work, boring work, Excel work. You know what I mean? But earning good money just on the computer at home, just click, clickety, click, click. Maybe you got a TV show going on on the side or something. I don't know. But you could be doing these things if you would just learn the skill sets. So you would go and let's say, look at Fiverr, for instance, and then you find out, well, people are looking for people that can do Excel spreadsheets or budgeting spreadsheets, or people are looking for think people that know how to do things within Premiere Pro or Adobe Photoshop or and you can watch tutorials on YouTube for free and find out how to do many of these things and then do some of these jobs. I know it sounds impossible. It sounds unfeasible, but people do do this like it is something that's being done. You know, there are people that take 10 Fiverr jobs a day, sometimes at $20 a piece. I mean, you just have to look at these things and each one of those jobs may only take 30 minutes to complete the finish to finish the task or 10 minutes. You know, some of these guys may work super long days and take 20 jobs at $20 a piece or 40. But this is another form of earning money where you, some people think, well, I got to go into a place. I got to go and be in a building. I got to trade my hours for money. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you trace your knowledge base. You can do an advanced search. You can do a top trending search. Look here, freelance writer for Shoutbox. Anywhere in the world, January 27th. A lot of applicants on here, but that's because it's used. But you can do like a, um, you know, like any other job-based site, put your resume together. Resume together. Resume. Put it in there, and then you can submit it to all kinds of jobs with a couple clicks. Click, 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 click. All kinds of stuff available, guys. Web development, I mean, hell, software engineer. You might not have the uh, qualifications for every job listed, but some of them you might. Let's go in here to search and put in something fun like writer or something and see what happens. Oh, employers is up there too. Let's just try writer because that's easy. Be a blog writer. Spell that right? Freelance writer anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Content writer. Remember all those blog posts I show you all where I'm like, hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. All these people that you're like, hey, this person's a, they're right for a blog. Yeah, they, uh-huh. Freelance content writer, content writer, copywriter, WordPress content writer. WordPress is the blog-based sites. My website is a WordPress site, but 
blog writer. This is what this is. Blog writer, full-time. North America only. Okay, well, you're in North America. Here's a full-time job. WordPress content writer. Well, couldn't you type up content? Couldn't you sit down and type up content throughout the day? Here's one, two, three. Look, copper and tweed. Better proposals. Freelance copywriter. Remote freelance writer. Technical content writer. Writer about this shit. Writer about that shit. You see, you're looking at all these other jobs out here and you're like, I'm going to Indeed and I'm going to find a 40-hour workweek job and it's got to be within 10 miles of my house and it's got to be... Man, there's a lot of ways to get paid, guys. There's a lot of ways to get paid. It's how you want to do it. It's how you choose to see it, guys. It's how you choose to see it, man. Me, personally, that's my goal one day, just a little bitty van or something. I'm going to go and I'm going to travel and I'm going to see things and I'm going to go do things because you don't need to, um, you know, you can. You can have lots of things. Personally, I'd rather have money in the bank and just go and be experiencing things all day long. Hell yeah. George says it right here. People are using chat GPT as a side hustle. It's Man, it's getting easier and easier and easier. If you're willing to do a little bit of, of work, you can put together a video post, a blog. You can not even be talking. You can have J- chat GPT read something you typed up. You can. It's getting so easy to make content nowadays that if you're not doing it in some form or fashion about something, it doesn't have to be manosphere. It doesn't have to. It can be based on muscle cars. It can be based on fishing lures. It can be whatever you're into. If you ain't finding a way to, uh, in the next five years, start finding a way to make a little bit of money based on your hobby, just based on putting out content about it or video about it, you should be. You should be. Man, I got so many YouTube channels I'm working on right now. I mean, I got this one. I got the fishing one. I've got the Unchained Man, which at some point is going to be like a vlog or travel channel one day when I can get out and travel. But I mean, on top of that, I've got a tech channel I'm working on where I do tech videos about new tech stuff, old tech stuff, some of my favorites. We're going to do some nostalgia stuff from back in the tech of the 80s pretty soon. But yeah, man, like I'm, you got to be, you got to look at how you do this stuff. There's different ways to uh, do it. And look here, 29,000 remote jobs posted, 29,000 remote jobs posted on this website. I can't see it. There you go. That's better. 29,000 remote jobs work from anywhere. They're looking for people right now. And it costs money to post these. Look, it says right there, it's like $300 to post a job. So it ain't just anybody coming on like, hey, I need somebody to to do to sell fake perfume on the side of the road for me. No, man, these are like real companies. Google uses this website. Here's all the other partners. Again, this is not, I don't get paid. There ain't a link. This ain't, this is just them. Work remotely. We work remotely. Let's see if I can get it to go back to the actual website. There we go. Amazon, Google, Basecamp, Envision. I mean, these are major companies. You know? So it's not nobody. Oh, they took the balloon down. Oh, no. Was it China? Was China the... I'll have to look it up. Let me find out what I can find out about the balloon. Not sure if it was China and ground penetrating radar or what it was. Who knows? Anyways, good to see everybody, guys. Thanks for watching the money stream. Usually these money streams don't get many people on them. Most people uh, don't care unless we're talking about 304s and the silliness, but it is what it is. 
Texas Gate Guardian pays $250 a day. That sounds pretty lucrative. Five days a week, you know, get you a little bit of cash flow together. Sounds pretty nice. Good to see everyone. I'm gone with John, guys. I'm still a little sick. I'm going to take me some NyQuil and decide if I'm going to go in and put in some hours over here at this other job and how we're going to do this. But it is what it is. I might just watch a movie if I can sit still for long enough to doing it. Thankfully, I just drank another 200 milligrams worth of caffeine uh, about an hour ago when I started the stream. So we should be good. We're an hour and 34 minutes in, guys. Make sure I'm not missing any cash apps, super chats, or anything like that. Then we're going to get out of here. Good to see you guys. Thanks for coming through today. 163 views so far. 29 people in here right now. 39 likes. Thank you for all the love, guys. I appreciate that. By the way, I'm gone with John. If you're new here, welcome to the channel. Let's have a good welcome from the big girls. You want to party with a fat bitch? Even though in comments you're like cap bitch. Time you spend with me, you'll be time well spent. And if I get unhappy, no, I'm leaving a den. No, you want to party with a fat bitch. Buy me diamonds in your name brand chips. Time you spend with me will be time well spent. And if I get unlucky, you know I'm leaving a den. I'm a big bad dick, but big dreams daddy. Two minutes with me and you'll be calling me daddy. Might not pass the presidential fitness test, but notify your next to kin. I'll put you to rest. Whiny little dude I'm concerned for your health. And think about my back rolls while they're touching themselves. They comment, I legitimately thought this was John Candy. Then whisper my name as they start to get randy. Hey, oh, hey, welcome to the stream, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. So they shot down the, the big balloon. Let me see here. Shot down balloon. Hold on, boys. Hold on. Oh, man, what's going on? Was it China? Sure, it wasn't China. Let's find out. Let's find out for sure, guys. Let's see what's going on here. Hold on. I want you guys to be a part of this with me. Let's find out together. Here we go, boys. Uh, oh no, U.S. shoots down Chinese spy balloon. Oh my God, off the coast of the Carolinas. Well, well, thankfully, we only let them get all the way across the United States. Thankfully. Good. So they only got all the way, they only completed the mission. Is that how that works? I'm not sure. U.S. finally decides to shoot down the Oh my gosh, look, it's written by Edward Wong, guys. So how seriously can we take this? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm just kidding. Washington, the United States shot down a Chinese spy. Are, are we really confident enough to call it a Chinese spy balloon? Does it have like a Chinese flag on it or something? Is there like, I get it. But are we confident enough to say that this isn't like somebody at UC Berserkley's like bong flag or something they launched? I mean... We didn't really find out about this thing until it was over the U.S. from what I understand, or it was like knocking at our doorstep. So what is it? What's going on in the chat, guys? Let me, it's a lie. The U.S., hey, look, we firsthand people here. I mean, it's a lie. Who knows, guys? Who knows what it is, guys? I'm just curious what's going on with this thing. Y'all let me know in the chat. What have you heard? China told us. Oh, well. I stand corrected. That's a, uh, it's pretty, you know what I mean? But then again, I just want to just, okay, hold on, hold on now. Hold on. I want to, I want to be clear. Let me just, I got to pull my information here. Give me a second, guys. I got facts and data as always.
Hold on now, guys. I'm coming. Hold on. Now, I want to, I know some of you guys are younger cats in here. I know some of you guys are younger. You don't know some of the things some of us older guys know. You haven't been around a while, so I know. I understand. Let me just point this out. I just want to point this out. Don't think I'm a hater or a naysayer, but I want you to understand that China one time showed us footage from the movie Top Gun and tried to say that it was their new spy plane shooting down a airplane. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. 1986 movies Top Gun, China actually did show a edited version of a clip from Top Gun of a plane blowing up another plane by the This is this did happen. This did happen, guys. I'm just saying, can we all? So I know China told us, hey, we're sending super secret spy balloon. I get it. I'm just saying that. Oh, is it they're giving out the new version of the 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 scene? <laughs> they're putting out the new version. This could be, man. <clears throat> this could be. There's no telling. I have personally no ideas. I'm not sure what to think. I just know that they did it one time show us actual footage of Top Gun claiming it was their uh, new stealth fighter or new plane. So I'm just saying I've lived a long time, guys. When you've seen enough things in this world, this wild world today, you're like, eh, I've seen just about everything once. So when I hear certain things, I'm like, eh, you know, eh, maybe, yeah. Sometimes you can't believe everything you hear. Our own government once launched a campaign to say that the ganja was, you know, the devil's lettuce, guys, that it was going to just turn everyone into evil monsters and all this other stuff. And that hasn't exactly been my experience um, so far with it or the people that use it. But uh, just know that, like, we've been told a lot of stuff. Sometimes we got to stop listening to what we're told and start being like, does this make sense? Hmm. China's super stealth weather balloon. Yeah, they've been around since the 70s or 60s or I don't know how long they've done it, but I have no idea what's going on, guys. Just uh, it's curious. It's interesting to know. I'm not sure what's going on with the whole balloon thing, but I do know there's oh, it's traveling five days diagonally. So, I mean... It made it across the, it, like it accomplished its goal. If indeed its goal was to go across the United States and they got it in North Carolina and it was coming from China, then it came from this way and went to the West, like weather patterns do, wind patterns. Um, it, it, it completed its mission, right? I mean, right? Technically. <sighs> Anyways, I made some incredible honey chicken. I know this is somewhat not related, but kind of. I made some honey chicken. It was the, um, what's that brand name? I can't remember, but it's really good. Honey chicken, Chinese food. I mean, you know, tying it in a little bit here, but really, really tasty. I got it out of the frozen section and I ate it right before this live stream. It was fantastic. Guys, thanks for coming to the money show. I appreciate it. 175 views, 41 likes, 28 of you in here. I'm gone with John. Thanks for coming. It's great to see you guys. As always, here's some corpse music, boys. You know what time it is. Corpse Lord. Feel like lightning when you lie to me.
trust the soul until it's silently, silently. We fall out like leaves on autumn trees. Wish I could be what I ought to be, ought to be.